0: Hey guys, Kale here. So, are you all in? That's the question I want to ask you this morning. Are you all in? Now, to preface that question, I want to tell you that last week, I was actually in Kansas City, Missouri, because I was... uh, doing, or uh, I was invited to speak at a missions conference at Harvest Baptist Church in Blue Springs, Missouri, a church that has supported us for the last couple of years as missionaries in Hungary, and uh, they were having a missions conference, so I got to speak there and um, actually got to preach on the last night of the conference, and um, the, the message that God laid on my heart was a message um, from Luke chapter 9, and I want to read you that text this morning, um, because basically, I want to give you the 10 minute uh, freezer meal deal of the sermon that I preached there. Just the, the main points. If you're someone who is watching a podcast like this or listens to things about ministry is probably because you're desiring to grow in your walk with the Lord or and and hopefully because you want to serve him in a larger capacity as your life continues to move forward. And so um, this message, the idea of are you all in in the context of the Great Commission is really a question of Are you actually willing to do whatever it takes to follow the Lord and obey Him, or are you just another Laodicean who is only willing to follow God until it gets uncomfortable? And I think in the context of a missions conference, I think that's a really good thing to consider, but I think that that's something we should all consider with our lives constantly, is am I all-in for the sake of the gospel, or am I just a Laodicean Christian who wants to follow Jesus but doesn't want to be inconvenienced um, or or discomforted. And so that's what I want you guys to think about. I want to read you this short passage from Luke chapter nine. Usually when we preach something or from this passage, we look at these three characters who, who, uh, come in contact with Jesus and we might call them like the me first guys. You'll see why here in just a second. Let me read it to you. Luke chapter nine verses 57 through 62 says, and it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath not where to lay his head. There's character number one. Number two, verse 59. And he said unto another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first. There's your me first guys. Suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Character number three, verse 61. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first. There it is again. Let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, like I said, usually we'll look at these guys and we'll see these three characters as guys who would have followed Jesus, but they put themselves first. They suffer me first, allow me first to do something because Jesus wasn't the priority. And that's fair. And we should think about it that way. But um, well, I was reading through this passage in my devotions back in early September before we came back to America when we were still in Hungary. And uh, I just, I, I read this through the lens of missions for the first time, you know, as a missionary on the field. And, and really, it, it really reminded me of the stuff that we were considering as we were counting the costs and on deputation and preparing to go to the field. And so I want to ask you guys three questions that I think will help you determine whether you are all in or not. And so these questions are based on the three different characters that we look at. So the first one from the man, I, here, I'll just read it to you once more time. So a certain man said on him, Lord, I'll follow thee whithersoever thou goest. He was more focused on the place. More than the person of Christ, or, or more than the work or the ministry, right? And sometimes, as, as uh, young men and women who, if we wanted, if we desire to be missionaries, maybe we're fo- more focused on where we'll go rather than the God we're serving or the work He's called us to do. But that's a side point. Look at Jesus' response. He says, "Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay His head." You know, I. So my first question for you is, are you willing to forsake possessions? Are you willing to forsake possessions for the cause of Christ, for the Great Commission? Um, because this man, we don't know his response to what Jesus said there. It doesn't say. Um, I'm assuming it wasn't good um, or, or his lack of response. Maybe was the response that he chose no. But uh, he says, I'll follow you wherever you want. And Jesus says, listen, man, even animals have places to live. But because of what I'm doing, I don't even have a place to lay my head at night. Are you willing? Are you willing to forsake Home and house and beds and comfort. Laodicean Christian, are you willing to forsake the comforts of this Western rich, lavish life that we get the privilege to live in for the sake of the gospel? You know, I I told this story, um, and I don't want you to think that I'm telling any stories here as a missionary because like I I'm awesome or I think I'm awesome, um, but they're they're just stories. They're just experiences that. Um, that I thought of while I was, you know, reading this and looking at and, and preparing for this message. But I really could never um, completely uh, identify with this verse here about, you know, where Jesus says, you know, animals have places to live, but the Son of Man doesn't have to lay, a place to lay his head. I didn't couldn't identify with that until uh, 2020 after we had finally raised our funds. It was the middle of the pandemic. We were waiting and hoping to get to the field, but visa information was up in the air. Um, and so we weren't sure, but we had to sell our house in order to go. So we sold all of our possessions, most 99% of our possessions. We, we shipped, uh, two boxes that were the size of like small refrigerators to Hungary with, you know, clothes and toys for Judah and some stuff like that. But we sold 99% of our stuff, sold our car, sold our house. And then, uh, the first night, about a month before we ended up being able to fly to Hungary to, to move, uh, we were sleeping in my parents' house in my childhood bedroom with my wife and my two-year-old son laying beside me. And it was the first time that I ever, I considered this verse. It was in my heart as, as I laid down and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, we are kind of homeless <laughs> for the Great Commission right now. Now we had a place to live because my parents were awesome. I let us live there for over a month before we moved. Um, so I wasn't officially technically homeless, but you know, for me, it was the closest I had ever been. But it was a choice, and it was for the sake of the Great Commission. And I was at peace with it because of that verse. That, that, that ver- verse gave me peace. That Like, hey, man, if you're willing to do this for me, um, you're on the right track. So let me just ask you to consider, are you willing to forsake possessions for the Great Commission? You know, Mark Matthew chapter 6 tells us to lay not up for ourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, but lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven, right? Because of where your treasure is, there will your heart be also we need to focus on those things and and not let the the thorns mark chapter four the the seed sown among thorns don't let the thorns of this world which are the cares of this life the affairs of this life don't let those choke you out so that you become unfruitful we need to be willing to forsake these earthly temporal possessions number two are you willing to forsake events events. So the second character that we see, um, it says, Jesus says to another man, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Now that seems like a noble request. Um, We don't know if he was dead or not. (laughs) I mean, I've heard preachers say, well, he wasn't dead. I was like, well, I don't know that. I mean, we're just looking at the verse. Um, We don't know if if he was, if his father wasn't dead already, he was asking him to, you know, let me go home until, you know, my father passes or, you know, whatever it is, there's an event, there's a funeral. Um, that's more important to him. And Jesus says, let the dead bury their dead. Interesting verse, not going to unpack it here right now, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And so listen, man, if, if you are going to be all in for the gospel, and if that's going to move you to another city, another state or another country, you're going to miss some stuff. I can tell you that we've missed friends getting married. We've missed friends giving birth family and loved ones, important people in our lives have passed away while we were on deputation or on the mission field, and we weren't here. We missed it. Um, And sometimes that can be hard, but if you're going to be all in for Christ, you're going to miss some events. You're going to miss some funerals. Um, You're going to miss some marriages, some graduation parties, some birthdays. Are you willing to forsake all of that for the cause of Christ in order to preach the kingdom of God? Are you willing to forsake possessions? Are you willing to forsake Events. And lastly, are you willing to forsake people? The last character, another man says, Lord, I'll follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell which are at home and my house. Another seemingly noble request, but Jesus says, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. You know, if you weren't a Christian, this whole thing might seem like Jesus is asking for way too big of a commitment, but if you're a Christian, you're supposed to know. That is what Jesus was asking for all along. When you got saved, you made a trade, life for life. You trade your your life, quote unquote, that was dead and sending you straight to hell because of your sin. You traded that for his eternal life. And that was the trade you made. That's the commitment. And now and it's not now. It's not you're not being blindsided later on. Jesus isn't saying, OK, now, you know what? Halfway through this thing, I want you to really be all in. No, no that was from the get go. You know, Genesis 20, Genesis 22, God asks um abraham if he's willing to sacrifice his son for his glory and 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 abraham is willing and god then eventually stops him but the whole thing is exactly what luke chapter 9 verse 61 says are you willing to forsake here's number three people Possessions are you willing to forsake possessions are you willing to forsake events and lastly are you willing to forsake people and this might be the hardest of all three guys just speaking from experience and I'm sure if you asked other missionaries they'd probably say the same thing when when you move to another country you are leaving behind family you're leaving behind friends you're leaving behind your home churches structure of friendship and routine you're forsaking people for the sake of Christ and for the souls of men in other countries who haven't yet heard the gospel. You know, when you take your two year old child away from their grandparents and, and the first month they're just sad and crying and don't understand. That's hard. It's hard. And it's again, I, I said this when I was preaching. Like it's it's not a sob fast. I'm not asking for pity. That's just the reality. It's what God asks us to do. And I'm not even asking I'm not even asking for you to think I'm awesome because this isn't this isn't awesome. This isn't um This isn't an extreme commitment. This is not extreme. It's not radical. This is the normal Christian life, as Watchman Nee would put it. Romans 6, 7, and 8. Romans 12, 1, and 2, right? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. Our reasonable service is to be completely all in for him, forsaking possessions, events, and people. And it's not easy, but we do it because God asks us to do it, and he is... Not only our loving father, but he's our commanding officer when we enlisted in the army of the Lord. Amen. You know, in Luke chapter 14, still in Luke, Jesus says, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children, hate. Did you notice that word? Hate not his father, mother, wife, children, and brethren, and sisters, yea, in his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, we know that Jesus isn't telling us to literally hate our, our family here but in comparison to how much you love christ it appears as though you hate your own life and the other people in your life as well because jesus is number one and that's what he's asking for it's what he's asked for all along the the question is are you all in i want you to notice this he says whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple doesn't say cannot be my missionary it's like oh well i'm not willing to do all that and so i just can't be a missionary no 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 jesus says if you're not willing to bear your cross come after me You can't be my disciple. That's what we signed up for when we got saved and when we decided to be a follower of Christ. Forsaking all isn't just for missionaries. It's for Christians who have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. So, those three questions for you. Are you all in? Are you willing to forsake possessions? Are you willing to forsake events? Are you willing to forsake people for the cause of Christ. Now, I'm not saying to go out there and be a jerk, and I'm not selling, telling you to go tell people to get lost and to and to become a minimalist and sell all your things just for the sake of it. I'm just saying, are you willing? That's the key word in those. the The key word for you might think the key word is forsake, but the key word is willing. God might ask you to sacrifice those things, like he did with Abraham, but then he he, he saw that Abraham was willing, and he gave it back. So I'm not saying that everybody has to go out and sell everything and move across the world to follow Christ. But are you willing to do whatever it takes? Are you all in for what Christ is going to ask you to do for the sake of the gospel? If you're willing, if you're all in, then whatever God asks you, it won't be that much of a sacrifice. Yeah, it'll be hard, trust me. But it's not that much of a sacrifice if you're already willing before he asks you to do it. If you're like Jonah and he has to go, go do something and you're not all in, then you're going to whine and kick and scream and get swallowed by a whale. But if you're all in and you're willing, then you're just doing what the Lord asks you because you love Him and He's your commanding officer and He asked you to do it. Can I give you? A, can I end on a quote here? Nate Saint was a missionary to Ecuador and he and his team with Jim Elliot were killed in 19, January 8th, 1956. I remember it because January 8th was, is my birthday. January 8th, 1956, killed at the end of a spear by the Ecuadorian tribe that they were trying to reach the gospel with. And if you heard um, from his son, Steve Saint, ever before read one of his books, you know that that tribe did end up getting saved. And even the man who killed Nate Saint, but Nate Saint said this before, obviously he was a Christian martyr. He said, people who do not know the Lord ask why in the world we waste our lives as missionaries. They forget that they too are expending their lives. And when the bubble is burst, they will have nothing of eternal significance to show for the years they have wasted. It might seem radical to forsake everything in our temporal, earthly, physical lives for the sake of the gospel. But it's reasonable in God's economy. In fact, it's required. It's commanded if you're going to be his disciple. And so I just want to ask you, are you all in? I hope you are. Thank you guys so much for watching this week. See you back here. Same time, same place next week. God bless.